2: Bing-a-bing. Oh, wrong music.
0: <laughs>
2: no, no. I didn't get enough of the lyrics, no. And it probably Hogan on
3: Yeah. Yes! Our first one! Woo! Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Spreaker.com, C2CRadioShow.com, and it is indeed corner-to-corner time here on Sunday nights. I hope you've enjoyed this wonderful week that was, because we've got a crap ton of stuff to talk about, including NXT on USA. We've got AEW news to talk about. we got the return of a very beloved... Women's wrestler that made her return to the ring this past weekend. A little bit of talk about as far as future plans. And gosh almighty, who knows? We may even talk a little bit about, uh, we might talk about Matt Sells taking on Joey Ryan. Who knows? all kinds of stuff that we're going to go over. But hey, I am celebrating my second, my second victory in fantasy football. That's right. The Metropolis Defenders are now two and one. Oh, yeah.
2: Then who are you playing yourself? No. Your
3: kids? No. (laughs) Yeah, right. No, it's uh, actually some folks from work, and uh, since none of them listen to this show, at least I'm pretty (laughs) sure, uh, I just got to tell you that they draft horribly. (laughs) <laughs> oh, the Cowboys did the greatest. Let me draft Dak Prescott. <laughs> How good did that do you this week, huh? It didn't. It
2: didn't. What, what happened? So because because my skins aren't playing till tomorrow night. I have not watched any football.
3: Actually, as it, much of a hard time as I just gave Dak Prescott. He did do pretty well today with points. He had 22.5 points on the day, 246 yards passing, three touchdown passes, one interception. Not bad, actually. Who did they play? They played Miami. They beat Miami 31-6, to although you might as well just call that a gimme. They could have might as well call it a bye week. Matt Ryan was my starting quarterback today, and he did 22.5 as well. 304 yards passing, three touchdowns, and one interception. I'll take it. Not a big Falcons fan, but hey, my Panthers did come through today, and we've got the introduction to a brand new quarterback oh my that I've heard God. nothing about in Kyle Allen.
2: Is this is this one of Cam's, like,
3: personas or something? <laughs> So here we are. We just broke rule number 512, and the NFL has entered corner to corner. But, no, it, this is just this young guy who I guess he's a rookie coming out of basically nowhere, um, making his debut against the Cardinals of all teams, and just a hell of a game. The it, The score was 38-20. to 20. Um, And it's, if we're looking at some of the rundown, let me give you the stats. Allen was 19 for 26, 261 yards passing and four count them <coughs> four touchdown passes.
2: Yeah. Okay. We're going to we're going to stop talking about football again. All
3: right, all right, all right. We're going we're going we're going to bracket down. You
2: you went too far. You Pump went too breaks. far. You started getting excited.
3: Yeah. I know. We get excited, We start talking crazy. It's just it's bad. It's bad, I tell you. <laughs> So, of course, as you've heard, it's myself, Stan Grubb, and my attack partner, as always, Brian Taylor is in his house. We are enjoying the wrestling week that was, talking about all these different things that happened. So let's go ahead and dive into NXT's debut. NXT debuts on the USA Network, and what a way to debut with a North American championship match as the Velveteen Dream would defend against Roderick Strong, saw a great four-way, fatal four-way between Candice LeRae, Io Shirai, <sighs> Mia Yim, and um, uh, Bianca Belair. You know, I feel bad because Bianca Belair has actually improved quite a bit over the past year, and I always forget about her. It's not on purpose for all the Bianca Belair fans. I just want you to know it's not on purpose. And I do acknowledge the fact that she's improved a great deal uh, also, on NXT on USA, we saw a street fight break into total anarchy as Matt Riddle and Killian Dane went head to head. All this and so much more to talk about. So, let's go ahead. Let me pull up the results and we'll dive into NXT on, on USA.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, again, I'm going to put the disclaimer out there that I did do the husband thing. And I had to pass over a few matches, um, but I did I did manage to catch the majority of it.
3: So, you know, I think a lot of the time when we look at shows making a debut on a major network, and NXT has been hinting and tiptoeing around about this for quite some time, but I will say from, from what I saw and how, I, how it came off on USA... I felt like NXT did a great job in their first outing. I mean, just looking at it from the overview, I think they should feel nothing but proud of of how they came off on the USA Network.
2: Uh, Yeah, but, uh, I mean, so they always seem to deliver. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that they uh, continue this. And now that the pressure is really on them, that at least for the first show, Mm -hmm. they pulled it off.
3: I I will say this, and and although I think I understand why they're doing it this way for the first two weeks, it still didn't really sit well to me that the debut wasn't a true full debut because it was only one hour rather than two, and the second hour moves over to the network I think you don't dip your toe in the pool. You either dive in or you don't. That's just my thought.
2: Well, again, this just goes, I think, goes to show you not the lack of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, uh, not the lack of judgment in doing it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's the the fact that they, uh, to me, they kind of rushed to put this together. Yeah. You you know what I'm saying?
3: There was a sense of panic that I read in their reports um, when they first booked and said, okay, well, AEW is going on Wednesday. Well, my God, NXT is going on on Wednesday. Not that I don't like it. I like it. But it seemed like, oh, God, we got to react. When reality is, you don't. You don't have to. If you're truly not concerned, if you're truly trying to produce the, and this is what WWE then WWF did during the Monday Night Wars. They were like, "Oh, we're not concerned. We're going to do our thing." They did have to change and adapt. Don't get me wrong, but they kind of stopped paying attention to what everyone else was doing. Now it's like, "Oh, whoa, okay, somebody else is on TV. We gotta, we gotta react. We gotta do something."
2: Well, yeah, but I think in the the Monday Night Wars, mm-hmm. if you remember, prior to that, they were. They had gotten very vanilla, very generic. Definitely. Right? It was still the cartoon era. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Monday Night uh, Raw, not Raw, Nitro comes along, and right from Jump Street, the first show, boom, guess who's there? Lex Luger, right? Le- the curses. whole world goes ape. Curse you, Like Lex literally. Luger. <laughs> yeah literally they lose their their stuff and, and, and you,
3: can, you can say that uh, it happened in a lot of different ways because all of the all of the newsletters and all of the early iterations of online dirt sheets were freaking out
2: oh yeah I, I mean I think we were probably even freaking out well, um, it was
3: unheard of to see a guy that was supposedly under contract to WWE just show up. Um, on a on another person's programming while supposedly under contract,
2: right? And uh, but you know again, so the WWE has to learn quickly. Well, we we just can't stick with this, and then slowly they change, and you know Nitro has just as much to do with Raw changing as Vince does,
0: because
2: mm-hmm. if Nitro doesn't get dirty and start pulling. <laughs> pulling them shots, you know, maybe Vince doesn't make certain changes.
3: Yeah, I mean, you can you can credit the wrestling industry for a lot of things, but you have to remember that when you look at the history of the Monday Night Wars, had WCW not forced his hand with, I wouldn't say poaching talent, but signing big-name talent and paying more money, had they not started giving away results and throwing in little barbs here and there about, you know, oh, well, the taped show tonight is from, you know, the dog show, you know, making fun of WWF, Vince McMahon never really decides to roll his sleeves up. I mean, that's, that's, I I would say you could consider that fact.
2: Yeah, um, I I think that's probably very true, uh, because literally, I mean, they would poke the bear, you know, they were, you know, of course, Nitro was in In the lead, but they would—they would not hesitate to poke the bear, right? (laughs) Like every chance they got. And you know, Vince, Vince got where he was for being ruthless, being—you know—he doesn't care who he eats and destroys to get what he wants.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's—it took a lot of effort for for what we saw back in the day to get done. It took a lot of like like Brian mentioned, poking the bear. And it was, ultimately, WCW was their own undoing because of the fact that they continued to poke, they continued to pick, and they also, while doing so, they were victimized. I mean, Bischoff was trying to go one way, the company, you know, as far as Time Warner was going another. There's so many different things that were happening against him at that point that, you know, the stars align, you could say that. I mean, yes, Vince... Vince stepped up in a major way. He changed his product, and that's one of the things that made it so great. But at the same time, you don't have that if you don't have someone else pushing you and forcing you to make these decisions. So let's take the look. Let's go ahead and and start with the opening of the show. Fatal four-way to crown a new number one contender to um, Shayna Baszler for the women's title. Io Shirai, Mia Yim, Bianca Belair, and Candice LeRae great four-way dance between these two, uh, four, excuse me, these four, and we get a new number one contender in Candice LeRae. It is about time that she got into this position. I really feel like she is um, owed in a lot of ways because of the fact of who she's, how many people she's worked with and how willing she is to work with everyone.
2: Uh, I'll give you that. Uh, uh, I'm not I'm not going to say that. I don't think it's probably not the right choice, but um, my heartstrings just go somewhere else. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, congrats. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, but uh, I would have I would have picked Mia Yim
3: personally. I would have liked to seen Mia Yim be the person that beats Baszler at the last takeover.
2: Yeah, but I mean, there's no doubt Candace has worked her little butt off to mm-hmm. get where she is and continues to do that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying on this particular one, I would have gone with my heartstring.
3: I would have gone for Mia. I think, I think with Mia, with Shirai, and with Air, you've got three ladies that could very easily take that next step up the ladder and, and be a leader for the women's division in, in that locker room. But I think Candice LeRae, in a sense, is – a little bit behind the times when it comes to how they've just held back on her. And I think this is mm-hmm. going to be their shot. If she doesn't beat um, Shayna Basler. though, what a waste. Um, honestly, personally,
2: um, I don't know if anybody's going to beat Baszler. Because Basler's also got the um, Dukes and uh, uh, what's the other one's name?
3: Uh, Marina uh, Sh- Shafir, I think that's how
2: it's pronounced. Uh, sounds good to me. <laughs> Thank um, you. Thank you very much. But I, I mean, collectively, they're brutes. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> they they just destroy people. Um, so as long as they keep their storyline, I I don't know how they're going to get that title off of really. it. Yeah, it's, but it'll be fun to watch.
3: Yeah, that's that's true, and and it's going to be interesting to see. What direction they take with it? I I do feel like if this is the chance for Candice LeRae to finally get that big big moment, then great. But I feel like if you're doing this all to set up another person for Baszler to beat, then you could have easily gone the direction of any of the other other four, any of any of the others in that match. Because I feel like LeRae is, if you don't at least put the championship on her at some point, and it doesn't necessarily have to be with Baszler. So don't get me wrong, she doesn't have to be the person to beat Baszler, but if you're going to do this and have her lose again, the question of credibility and how you build her back up is going to be there.
2: Yeah, but um, I don't think at this point in time that you necessarily need to just take it right off of her. Right. Uh, I think she could very easily be like Oscar and just hold it until they move her up.
3: Yeah, I mean, they did that with uh, – they did it with Paige and they did it with Oscar for most of the point. I mean, I think there's a mm-hmm. lot of – there's room for that. I, I think if they do it right, that Baszler could come out much like Kevin Owens did and maybe beat one of the top people as while still champ.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree.
3: And I think, I think with her,
2: again, I mean, you, it, to me it would almost be a waste for it to – to pass on... Because uh, their match is, what, on a, a show, right? Isn't it on an NXT coming up, or is that a pay-per-view?
3: Um, let's see here. So, that I know of right now, and I could be incorrect on that, but I think this is going to be on NXT on USA.
2: Yeah. So, at, you know, again, the, we've seen big fight feels on... Regular shows before, mm-hmm. but something like this, especially if you were going to have Candice Beater, um, I'd much rather see it on a pay per view. Uh, just, yeah. just to get that feel.
3: It does feel like this is one of those moments where it does. You should want to see it on a takeover rather than uh, NXT on USA. But if they're looking for that, hey, we're going to do our big Monday Night Raw or uh, Monday Nitro kind of debut, which I think that's kind of the feel they're going for, then it makes sense. But it, it is going to come off a little bit a little bit weird if, if they do it the way that I, – I have a feeling that they're just going to have Baszler make her tap out. I think Baszler is going to win. And to me, if you're going to do that, I would do that at a takeover instead of NXT on USA. If you're going to do a new champ, it makes sense. But, you know, it's, I think it's all a question of uh, philosophy on that, like how you would really go about booking it.
2: Right. Uh, well, I mean, again, though, uh, you know, because now there are things that come into play, and now you got to be mindful what you just give away to me, you know, on USA as opposed to what you're going to give away on a pay-per-view. And, I, again, for some reason, that just feels like a, almost like a main event for a pay-per-view.
3: hmm
2: You know? It's got, to me, it's got that much of a big fight feel to it.
3: Yeah. And I agree. I, I feel like uh, TakeOver is a good destination for it. I think if you put it on... Although, you know, if they made it a main event of the two-hour show, that wouldn't necessarily be bad. You could build it up pretty nicely for that.
2: Uh, maybe, but again, remember, you know, if you go back to to the war, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's basically what this is going to turn into, no matter what Kenny says or somebody else may say. And <laughs> we can maybe touch on that later.
3: But, Definitely, I'm glad you brought um, that up.
2: <laughs> but literally, if if I know the best you're going to give is on. Um, you know, a, a regular TV show, mm-hmm. as far as you're giving away championship matches, well, then I don't really have much to worry about. Um, for your pay per views, I know you're not going to be giving out, you know, doing storylines because you know you're just letting them unfold right in front of the the public. Yeah, you know, whereas you know, again, every once in a while. The discussion is talked about how, oh, it's, you know, there's no storylines no more. There's no, you know, we're not doing this and this and this. Well, of course not, because now we're just giving them stuff away for free when it should be a pay per view. I'm not saying all title matches, but again, you're right. There is something about this particular match, I think, that just feels different.
3: Yeah, I, I think that. There's a lot of opportunity here. There's a lot of room to turn this into something, and how they do that is, is kind of difficult to predict, but it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few weeks. Uh, going back through the card, we got a chance to see Cameron Grimes, former Impact uh, X Division champion, better known as Trevor Lee, uh, hit the immediate victory on Sean Maluta with a jumping double stomp. Um... I can't say I've ever seen a move like that before, but he just jumped up in the air and drove Sean Maluda down with his feet. It was kind of a, a sick way to end the match. It was decent. Um, great showing for, uh, for Cameron Grimes, and, and kind of a teaser as to what we could see for him going forward, which I would have never guessed they'd have given him squash matches, though.
2: Uh, it may just – they may not feel that he was as well-known on impact um, you know, cause again, now we're talking the later years, the leaner years. Right. Um, and again, we're not, we're not even talking like the last six months or so. I I think he's been gone for a little bit longer than that. So we're talking the really lean impact years. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and
3: he was one of their standouts for a time where they didn't have a, Oh, well they had some, I don't want to put it that way. They had some, they just didn't have a lot to really write home about. Um, And he was one of their standouts. Yeah,
2: and uh, uh, we saw him in um, Nova that one time.
3: Yep, we did. He had a great matchup. I want to say he was against... uh, Sanjay Dutt. Yeah, good old Sanjay. Um, Mm -hmm. Hey, Sanjay is now... It's so weird seeing him on WWE TV. In his suit and not in gear. I'm like, come on, man. Let's get him in the ring. Yeah, yeah,
2: especially Sanjay because... I've seen Sonjay multiple times. I enjoy watching Sonjay, yeah. and you know, of course, he is part of Nova Nova Pro also. But mm-hmm. um, God, he would fit in so well at this time.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's so he's he's definitely the elder statesman in a lot of ways. He's a veteran that I think. God, could you imagine putting him on two hundred five live? and just mm-hmm. having the that guidance much like you would have with like a Rey Mysterio or even Johnny Gargano. I know mm-hmm. I know there's tons of fans right now that just got ready to throw their computers or their phones. No, don't put Gargano on 205. Why not? The guy is all right, he's 205 size and he's one of the best cruiserweight style wrestlers you've ever seen. Why wouldn't you put him on there?
2: Uh yeah, but I think they didn't they come out with some Aren't they doing some campaign or something where certain ones are being kept on NXT? Then he—I um, forget exactly what it is, but like, I am NXT, or aren't they having one of those campaigns or something? No. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, and and supposedly 205 Live is going to be um, merged into NXT somehow, as far as the show is concerned, which. Is probably intelligent, but at the same time, um, they didn't do a very good job of preparing 205 Live for success. They kind of ignored it. They threw it at the back of SmackDown tapings, and, you know, we were there when we saw Cedric and Ali just tear it up and really, literally turn the tide in one night for mm-hmm. that show. Um, you took a crowd that was disinterested and didn't want to be there and turned them into On Their Feet, and
1: that
2: boy yeah. volumes. That's only because Randy was first.
3: True. <laughs> Randy Borton. <laughs> you know, I know. There's, there's tons of Randy Orton fans out there that think he is the end-all be-all. And, look, I've never met the guy. I don't know him from Adam, except to say this. We've seen him at every stage of his career, from the Legend Killer to, you know, Randy News Network. We've watched him from the beginning as far as WWE. It's not like we don't know. The guy that we're watching on television. I would say that Randy's younger years, when he was, like, from 2004 in that time frame, the Legend Killer, probably his best work.
2: Yeah, and, and you were quite the Orton fan at one time, so...
3: Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. I kind of dug it.
2: Yeah, well, I, and I'm talking, like, early years, because... I don't think it was until he put that stupid cast on before I started like him. Because then it was like, oh, yeah, this is getting good here. <laughs> Dirty cheater.
3: <laughs> and then, Well, he did steal my gimmick. You know, Everybody.
2: Does. Meat stole your gimmick, so.
3: Why would you bring him up?
2: Because <laughs> it's funny.
3: It's not funny. It's very devastating and hurtful.
2: All right, moving on.
3: (laughs) We'll be here all day. (laughs) Yeah, right. NXT North American Championship. uh, What I thought was going to be the main event, turns out it was main event for Hour 1. Great way to do this. Roderick Strong challenging for the North American title. The storyline going in was, can Roderick finally win the title? Because the Velveteen Dream has been masterfully done as far as the layout for the character, the freedom they gave him on the mic the freedom they gave him with his um, promos and everything, he has turned into such a dynamic character that the question was really, can Roderick Strong win the title or, and I was starting to think this while watching this matchup, is this all a ruse and the Undisputed Era is about to pull the dream in? I thought during this matchup that we might see that, but as it turns out, um, that was not to be. It does turn out we get a new... North American champion in Roderick Strong after just a tremendous matchup between these two. These guys threw everything they had at each other. We got to see Adam Cole. We got to see O'Reilly and Fish all run out and get involved. And finally... We finally got to see it. We finally see Roderick Strong come away as the new North American champion. The Velveteen Dream, though, the question now becomes, does Velveteen Dream win the title back, or do they take this chance to move him up and maybe have him feud with Adam Cole?
2: Mm.
3: There's There's a
2: big following for the Dream there. Yeah. I could almost see him going to the front of the line yeah. and going to Friday Night SmackDown. Ooh. Um, because, again, so remember the draft. Remember what they said about the draft that it's going to cover all the shows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's so big it's going over two nights. I think this is why it's going to cover all the, sh- all the shows. Because you're going to, I think he's perfect for Fox. I think they they're gonna want that flash, they're gonna want that flare, and I think I think Velveteen's going up.
3: So you're saying Velveteen Dream goes up to SmackDown.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Alright, let's see twenty nineteen draft predictions. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, you know I got oh. to do this. I'm putting notes in here. So Already? <laughs> Brian predicts. And we're not going to do the full on draft here. But, Brian, I'm just putting this down so I don't forget. Because if I don't, I will forget. Mm-hmm. Velveteen Dream to SmackDown. To
2: SmackDown, yes. Uh, and again, so uh, even like uh, Supercard,
3: mm-hmm.
2: right? They've had a whole month long Velveteen Dream. Um, party, if you will. Right. You know, special cards, special card bags. Um, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, SuperCard. Get out your iPad. Get out your tablet. Go to your app store. Type in SuperCard. Sit back and enjoy yourself. Um, and but let yourself yeah, I mean, beat it's been... by us. Ha ha ha! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, again, I, there's something fishy with a velveteen dream mm-hmm. for them to, you know, again, something like Supercar, to have a month-long celebration of him only to have him lose a title. Hmm. Well, Wouldn't
3: sometimes titles... be the first time titles... done something like
2: this, though. <laughs> well, yeah, but, I mean, sometimes titles get lost so that people can move up. And if you were to look at all the flashiness and all the you know, the guys with potential and everything that you want to stick on SmackDown, why not him?
3: hmm Well, I mean, as we know right now, the draft is on the way on the 11th and on the 14th. We got Brock Lesnar against Kofi Kingston on the horizon. We got so many things that are apparently on the way that it's it's about to get really confusing out here. <laughs> We're all going to be like, ah don't know what's going to happen next, but it makes for exciting TV, and that's really the name of the game. How do you make this play out on television? What story are you going to tell with this? Because realistically speaking, you've got a lot of different ways you can go with this. I, I kind of think that, that they're going to keep Velveteen in, in NXT simply because of the fact that you still have so much money on the table with the character of his stature that why not get every penny of it that you can both in NXT and the main roster. All
2: right, so you ready? You ready for, for me for me to jump on that argument? Sure. Where where are you going to get the most bang for the buck for him? Friday Night SmackDown or hope that the that the one show that's competing against another show is going to draw the viewers.
0: Mm. mm.
3: That's not a bad See? argument. That's not a bad argument at all. You gotta put him uh, where I, you can I, get the most money. That's true. That's it,
2: and uh, uh, I think he, again, he's he. I think he's gonna <laughs> rise right to the top when he gets to SmackDown. But that's just me.
3: Well, I think I think there's definitely room for it. Um, so we come off of the great main event for hour one, and we go into the network for hour number two. And we get to see a matchup with one of my favorite wrestlers from the U.K., Pete Dunn, and Arturo Ruas. And the reason I struggle saying that is I think that's the first time I've ever said his name out loud. Um, But, yeah, a matchup that was actually pretty quick where where Dunn wins by submission after breaking, seemingly, two fingers (laughs) of Arturo Ruas. He grabs his, his pointer finger and his pinky finger, with both hands and then just yanks them both to the side, opposite sides. So essentially, he breaks breaks his fingers to w- get the match won. That's ridiculous. Mm. Well,
2: what, what I think what's ridiculous is the noise that is produced <laughs> from that move. I don't know because the really he's doing. good ones. Yeah, I don't either. The really good ones. It sounds like
3: he's breaking them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just. And and you hear the, the crowd. They get hushed when it's happening. Like, it's ooh, ooh, and, you, and they're all buzzed. Because Pete Dunne, when he comes out, people go nuts. They have money with this guy. They can turn him into whatever they want. But the entire time they're doing this, like, the crowd's going nuts. And all of a sudden, Dunne just kind of grabs at the hand, and, and and you you don't hear the crowd anymore all of a sudden. <laughs> it's like, um what? (laughs) And he yanks at both fingers, and you're like, ugh! Both both Keanu and I were like half nauseated by it because of the impact of the way he yanked at both fingers. And it just looked, it was just, it was great on television. It looked great on TV. And that's that's Mm -hmm. exactly what you want in that kind of a moment.
2: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is where I started watching it. So I did see this.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Um... And I enjoyed. it. I, I like Pete. Hopefully, we're going to get to see more of them.
3: Hey, maybe I get to actually see my Bruiserweight division idea actually happen. You think? Me himself uh, the Bruiserweight.
2: I'm not sure what you... Oh, you're talking about... So, a whole division. So, kind of like a
3: Like he wins hardcore. a title and calls it the Bruiserweight title.
2: Oh, kind of like Lance Storm, maybe?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah. That's,
3: that's possible. See him win the uh, North American title, and just rename it the Bruiserweight title. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, that idea. I mean, I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Do
2: oh, this. you're down, right?
3: You? You, know, you know, I always gotta take it, sick bastard. <laughs> you know, we go from we go from this matchup to um. <laughs> I don't even want to address what you just said. Um. <laughs> To, in my opinion, some matchups that, honestly, I kind of zipped past them until we get Uh to the debut of what many people are considering the biggest money move that they've made for NXT in quite some time. So, Shia Lee versus Aaliyah. Aaliyah comes out with Vanessa Bourne. Both of these ladies wrestled in the Mae Young Classic. Um, Aaliyah has actually been in NXT for quite some time. Decent matchup between the two, but Shia Lee hits just a ridiculous tornado kick. (laughs) Yeah, that was it. Um, But we go from that to what we were supposed to see was Denzel DeJornet versus Kushida, who Kushida has a great look, by the way. Instead, Mm -hmm. we got the introduction to the United States wrestling fans, and yes, I know, we're going to hear this on Twitter, so might as well address it now. I know, Walter's known, like, everywhere, because all of you guys are the smartest wrestling fans in the world. But, (laughs) <laughs> There's a lot of people that watch USA Network, bobbleheads included, that had no idea <laughs> who Walter was. But what a mm-hmm. way to introduce Walter in the Imperium as all of a sudden the match changes and Denzel gets splattered by the group and now Walter is there. It's just a great moment for TV and it kind of foreshadows it a lot of different pieces, but Brian, I think this could be who upends the Undisputed Era as the top faction on on NXT.
2: Um, And I like the Undisputed Era. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, as much as I love Adam Cole and the rest of them, I think you're probably right. Because none of them really would have the size or power to, to face Walter, let alone the other ones. Because Walter is just, that's a beast.
3: Yeah, I think Walter is just, maybe he doesn't need to talk so much, but when he talks, everyone listens. That's the thing I noticed. Like, you get a lot of wrestlers that that when they talk, especially if they have an accent, much like Kushida did, um, that people are kind of like, oh, God, I can't understand what he's saying. But Walter, like, when he speaks, even though he's not speaking really great English, everyone is listening. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's hushed crowd. Like who the hell is this big behemoth? That just basically took over the ring. And who's gonna stop him? I, right. We love Adam Cole, but I mean Adam Cole is not gonna stop Walter. No. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Velveteen Dream's not gonna stop Walter. Uh, no <laughs> <laughs> Roderick Strong's not gonna stop Walter. <laughs> I mean no. we could do this all day. You're gonna to have to yeah. find. You're gonna to have to find like a, like a Brock Lesnar type of character.
2: Cesaro.
3: Yeah, maybe yeah. Cesaro. Ooh, that would be a cool surprise if Cesaro did it.
2: Yeah, well, I think Cesaro's on the way too, but that, that we'll save that for the draft day. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Walter is just. I don't want to call him like an oddity. You know what I'm saying? Hello. Yeah, oh I think, okay. I don't want to call him like an oddity, right? But he's a freakin' nature, all right. Yeah, there's no getting around it. <laughs>
3: well, I mean, try taking a, a chest chop from this guy. Nope. There's there are <laughs> he says no <laughs> no nope. there are gifs all there are gifs all over Twitter of every time he slaps somebody's chest and the the way that their body just like. It's not health, It's not healthy, for sure. But the way their skin just, like, kind of parts, almost as if he's just destroying their <laughs> sternum with that huge ham hock of a hand. <laughs> it's just crashing down. I mean, I would be like, nah, I'm not, nah, bro. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Stan, we got a new opponent for you. I'm good.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, and then he's got, uh, who's the rest of them, Alexander Wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, Fabian I don't. Rem- I don't remember that. Yeah.
3: And um, yeah. who? Hold on, I got his name here. So Marcel Barthel, Fabian Eichner, Alexander Wolf, and then Walter. There you go. Yeah.
2: So, what do you
3: think the rest of
2: NXT, uh, uh, Europe, or whatever it is, think of this? You know, they have to be celebrating, right? They probably all went outside. Or went out to the local bar, was like, ah, let's get drunk. Walter's gone, woohoo! He's in the states.
3: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's one of those one of those moments where you just are like, ah, uh, great. How do we do this?
2: <laughs> so yeah, so but it was it was very interesting to watch, not only him but the way the crowd responds to him.
3: Yeah, he he kind of commands a response from the crowd before they even know what to make of him. Um, because when you're looking at how he handles himself, just the way he walks, the way he commands the, the attention of the crowd, he's very methodical.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is he is definitely uh, something to watch.
3: Yeah, I think we've got we've got money right here when it comes to Walter. Um, we go from this one to a number one contenders match for the cruiserweight title that literally no one saw coming. Leo Rush has been on the outside bubble of WWE for the longest time. All of a sudden, we have got Only Lorkin in Leo Rush in a ridiculously good number one contenders match. And Leo Rush goes from bad guy. Excuse me. All of a sudden got the hiccups. Goes from bad guy to good guy in about 20 minutes flat. You took the crowd and you made them go from booing you to loving you. And and that was pretty ridiculous.
2: Love. Oh, sorry. Um, Yeah,
3: but so we've seen Leo Rush. Yeah, we, we saw him
2: have. in Maryland. Uh, he is a great talent, and hopefully, whatever was going on last time um, will be fixed so that the rest of the world can now truly experience him. Yeah, because he is he is a wonderful talent.
3: Yeah, and, I think uh, I think he's got. A lot to offer, and I just think maybe he, maybe he just rubbed somebody the wrong way when it happened the first time. I mean, who knows? Uh,
2: well, yeah, maybe, maybe the comments during the, the match. I think uh, one or two people said something, commentary-wise, that yeah. maybe you want to go back and listen, and maybe that explains a little bit. But yeah, uh, uh, I'm glad he's back.
3: I am too. Uh, Mauro Ranallo did did kind of say that he was proud of Leo Rush for being an advocate and outspoken about mental health rather than letting it take a back seat or him having to take a back seat to it. So maybe that is what that's the story. Maybe that's what what this was really all about. So hey kudos for um Leo Rush coming back and responding to all of the all of the conversation and and showing up and showing out like only he can because we've seen him do some pretty ridiculous things. We know what he's capable of.
2: Mm hmm And and again, the the time's going to come when you're going to get to see Leo versus Ricochet or Leo versus Cedric, and the rest of the world is going to be like, holy cow, where's this guy been hiding?
3: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And now we've got a chance to really look at it and go, okay, not only where's he been hiding, but why did we wait so long?
2: Yeah. And, you know, again, so everybody knows he can talk. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, hopefully, you're going to get to see Leo in action, and he is a joy to watch.
3: Yeah, I think we've got opportunity with Leo Rush that is really going to shine as they continue to grow with him. Um, and I think we've got more to go when it comes down to it. His ability to sell in the ring with that knee injury that, he sold the entire time really made you think there was no way he was going to win. So when he pulled victory out, it was, it was a great pop. It was a great reaction from the crowd.
2: Yeah. Um, again, I was, uh, a little shocked that he was, he came back, but, um, he definitely, excuse me. He definitely, uh, sold the, sold it in the ring. And just for a brief time, you're like, oh. Thanks for playing, but I guess, you know, I guess yeah. this is over for you. And well, and, sure enough.
3: And Lorkin has been very, very good. Um, and I don't know how much of it you've seen from his 205 work, but he really has had a lot of great moments where he's kind of stood out and people had something that they could really, truly talk about with his performance. So now there's a good chance that, You know, we've got the future of NXT in both sides there.
2: Oh yeah, Um, I definitely think you're looking at the future. Um, Both of them are super talented. Uh, Both of them are entertaining. The crowd loves them. Um, I I think your lower your lower guys, not in the you know in the title pick the heavyweight title picture. I think they're going to be something special.
3: Yeah, and they're gonna have they're gonna have something to add for the next the next few years, I think. I think we've got some folks there that can be the future of two o five or NXT. So we go from, you know, a great surprise in, in Leo Rush coming back to the main event that wasn't but really was with Matt Riddle and Killian Dane. Who knew that we'd want to see this feud? Yeah. I mean um, they really tore it up. Yeah, uh, I I would
2: these type of matches though I kind of like not to have in the confines of of TV. Uh, I like straight um, pay per views for these, right? Just so you can just let it all go and just get as crazy as you want. Hello, I'm still here. Oh,
3: you uh, lost me, kid. <laughs> Sorry, my headset's being a little funky. Um, but yeah, I think with what we saw with the the teasing of all of the different mixtures there, but what we really saw was the introduction at the end of Imperium as they basically beat everyone up. Like it was just you got you got Dane you got Riddle they're fighting back and forth you're like man this is a great brawl these guys really have something that we didn't expect and then all of a sudden it's nope here's Imperium try to stop him. and that was really yeah. the story you know try to stop Imperium
2: yeah <laughs> well it's been a it's been a while since you've seen a good um, locker room clear and brawl
3: yeah agreed agreed. I think that there's there's something to be said for just having the that imposing figure that can really mm-hmm. give you something to look at and to really consider. Wow, this is this is something beneficial. This could really be something good.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, again, though, it wasn't my favorite, and um, I did like the the locker room clearing stuff. But I, I kinda like my uh, specialty matches saved for pay per view.
3: Yeah, I mean I think there was there's a lot of um there's a lot of room there for being able to what what am I looking for? Being able to, to tell the story a little bit more openly. I think we have that opportunity with that. But that's why we get to see some of the things we get to see. That's why we get to see, um, you know, NXT on USA. That's why we get to see these different pieces. question really becomes, though, is are they going to be able to turn it into something?
2: Well, I mean, that's what half the country is hoping for, and the other half hope they poop to bed.
3: <laughs> well... And that is the name of the game. There are so many people right now that want to that want to see NXT fail and WWE fail. And I, I think it's just because they want to see something different. And that makes sense to me. Um, but what they're really looking for is just something new. And that makes sense. I, I understand the I want something new thing. Because I think we all do. I think we've seen enough of what the 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 big machine has done in the past so what we want to see now is something that is just different
1: All
2: right uh and well i think i think there's a disconnect right between the god dare i say it already um the way the WWE treats the bobbleheads and the way the um, wrestling fan gets treated, uh, you know, cause it's like the bobbleheads, they don't understand that their intelligence is getting insulted sometimes. And the wrestling fans who will go watch, you know, any wrestling you put in front of them, um, you know, I think it's been a long time since the WWE has even given them anything really to uh, write home about.
3: Well, and it's been a long while since since really they've they've put any true effort behind some of the stuff that people really want to watch. You know, like people mm-hmm. do want to watch Raw. People do want to watch SmackDown. People do want to see something that makes them tune in, and they're used to it. It's, it's a long history of these shows being on the air. So when they don't deliver it's it's even more so of a god are they ever going to get this right are they ever going to make this happen and then when AEW comes along and that's we'll get to the the comment you were joking about earlier AEW comes along and it's like this refreshing it's telling you the story of what things are but it also gives you a clear view That there is, as you've been saying for a long time, there's life on the other side of what the machine does. There is something more, there's something different, but there's also an opportunity there for you to enjoy a different type of product, a different type of presentation. Something that can really make you sink your teeth into it. And then you get comments like the one that you mentioned, where Kenny Omega is talking about, you know, you can call it a war if you want to, but, you know, let's be honest. And then he takes that not-so-subtle dig where he says, if we were all on the same show, if we, there was no boundaries, no promotions, quote-unquote, these guys would be, these guys would honestly be, well, they'd be opening the show and I'd be in the main event.
2: All right, so... Um are, are we ready to delve right
3: into that? Absolutely. Because, I mean, all that right. that got everybody talking. Oh, sure.
2: But, however, all right, so let's remember who said it. Yes, Kenny Omega. And Kenny Omega, for the past few years, has been touted as being the best out there. Okay, so it's not like we're having somebody that's not qualified to say it. Right. Okay. Um, it's And I don't think it's um, him being, I don't want to say malicious or whatever, but, I mean, from his point of view, he's saying, well, I'm the best. And if you were here on my show, you'd be at the front. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now he's right about some of them because they, they could very well be depending on who else was on the card. But the other ones would, would still come after or before him. And it's good because, again, these guys in AEW have um, a weird, not weird, but have have a crazy way of keeping them fresh
0: mm-hmm.
2: and on everybody's lips. And they've done it for two years. I mean, literally, <laughs> since this whole thing has started, since... Dave Meltzer come out and said, well, y'all couldn't fill a 10,000-seat stadium, right, when they were in ROH.
3: Right.
2: What'd they do? What'd they do? They sold it out. Yep. But they poked fun at Dave. And then that kept Dave talking, and that kept them in the news. And it helped sell it out. Right. Then, flash forward... I mean, literally, up until this point, there's been four shows, I think, if I'm counting right. Uh, Let's see, there's been...
3: No, double No, wrestling. three shows. Yeah, well, the All In, which was the one that he was telling they couldn't do. Yeah, when but that had, doesn't really count. You're talking about AEW shows, specifically? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah so be, you're right. You're, there, it's like three or four.
2: Yeah, but the first one doesn't count because that was... Cody and the Bucks and the rest of them be like, "Oh yeah, we'll show you we can fill a ten thousand seat stadium." And that, but that wasn't under any banner; that was just a show. And then, so we've had what three this year, mm-hmm. and then one. Um, uh, let's see, I think one other match on somebody else's card. Is that right? Uh, Yeah, Paige and Pac.
3: Oh, yeah, that was at uh, a show in the UK.
2: Right. So literally, though, three shows and a fourth match, and they continue this. They've had this going on for a good solid year, Mm -hmm. and everybody's just eating it up, and it's because of little comments like that.
3: Which is yep. is so rare because we don't we don't get to see, um, a lot of. I want to word this right. I'm not even sure if I'm going to say it right, but we don't get to see a lot of the focus that's on. Um, just creating something, you know, like we don't get to see or hear when someone is, is working, right? We get so much of the oh, you know, that was just him talking to so-and-so, that was that was legit and that wasn't. With this kind of a comment, and we saw it right in our, right in our, uh, our show chat, in the corner-to-corner chat, where, you know, Omega making everybody mad, and I, I was the one saying, well, I think maybe he's more working. But at the same time, this is the kind of comment that makes everybody talk, which sure. we haven't had in a long, long time, so we almost don't recognize it for what it really is.
2: Right. And and honestly again the uh NXT has come out of the gate. You know, they've had to the show first. Um you got what 10 days or however many's left until they actually compete. And we're still fueling a war or battle or you know whatever you want to call it. And we we haven't even gone head-to-head yet. Right. And it's because of little things like this that that literally, even if, even if the two shows go head-to-head and there's no clear-cut winner or one side gets more than the other, little comments like this are going to be what keep this thing going. Because um, you can't tell me that Adam Cole and Gargano and some of the rest of them aren't going to respond in kind sooner or later.
3: Right, right. And sooner or later, these these comments are going to start to add up to where you don't have a choice. You've got to start answering them. You can't ignore it anymore. You've got to say, hey, you know, Kenny Omega may think he's hot stuff, but let's not forget. And somebody's going to say this. It's going to get said. He couldn't cut it in our in our stage. And everybody knows what the real story is behind that. Nobody's dodging that, but because there's so much room for story, it just makes all of it that much more interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. But
3: yeah, I'm i sure
2: it's coming because I think I might have already seen it on a chat or something about that mm-hmm. uh, where somebody said, well, Kenny couldn't cut it in the WWE or whatever.
3: Right, and I, I left that alone. We were in the same chat.
2: Yeah, but however... Name me one guy from NXT currently on the roster that has done what Kenny's done since leaving.
3: None of them. None of them. Not right. even close.
2: So, it, as valid as that argument be, may be, it's, it's not going to cut the mustard when you compare these guys, you know, pound for pound. Um, it, you're just gonna have to sit back and wait for October second where they go head to head. But um, God, it's fun getting there, right?
3: Right, right. And that's what I love it. I mean, like, okay, even if you're the smartest of smarks, right? And I get it. There's tons of you out there, and you all love what you love, and that's fine. But you have to look at this and go, "Wow, there's a lot that can be done here." Like, if you're Adam sure. Cole, this is Natural Story. At least it is in my mind.
2: Oh, yeah, Uh, because if – and, I, you know, again, maybe it's Vince or Hunter or one of them being like, no, no, just let it go.
3: Right, 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 somebody telling them not to say anything, but it's going to happen. Someone's going to break loose, and that's when it's going to be like, wow, this is magic.
2: Right, yeah. But, I mean, think about it. That's what happened in the past, right? The mm-hmm. WWE was twiddling their thumbs, and there's WCW just poking away at them. Right. You know, every week giving away show show results, um, all types of things. Oh, yeah, Raw's taped again. Oh, why watch Raw when you can watch this live? You know, remember? Mm hmm. Yep. They yep. would just literally, and the WWE wouldn't do nothing. And. That's kind of, to me, what it looks like maybe going on here. Right now, they haven't really pissed off Hunter or Vince. Although, I imagine Hunter would probably have more say in this than Vince right now. Yeah. And eventually, they're going to take a shot that they should have never taken. And Hunter's going to be like, okay, that's it. Let's. You want a war? Here, here's a war. You know?
3: Because if there's a guy that knows how to, how to fight that war... It's, I mean, yeah, Vince, you can say what you want about Vince McMahon. I get it. But Vince knows how. But I'm talking more about Triple H. If you want yeah, a guy that knows how to lines. do it on the front line. Exa- yeah, just that. Exactly. The front line of it, Triple H is your guy. And that's who you want at the helm in this type of a situation. Because, you know, and, and we've all seen it, like Cody breaking the throne. Right with the sledgehammer and all of that was very symbolic, it told a great story and a lot of people were like, oh god, it's a shot across the bow, and some people were like oh, that's, oh, that's so petty but it doesn't matter if you think it's petty, because guess what you just did exactly what he wanted you to do, and that's talk about it so, right. you lose <laughs> and that's the whole point though, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing and that's, we haven't had this Not not TNA, not Ring of Honor New Japan has probably come the closest as far as like, wow they have something But they couldn't quite Mm -hmm. deliver it just because of where they are. Now we've got it. We have... We used to joke about Bullet Club wrestling, right? We used to say, what if Bullet Club just had their own promotion? Well, they do now. Mm -hmm. And now you've got... Now you've got possibly one of the hottest rivalries just now brewing. And that's the cool thing, because we've got... uh, Let's see, it took two years for the Monday Night War to really get going.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: And we were, and it was
2: it was very organic too. Yes. Whereas this one is like straight up, right, right out the gate.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, we're gonna we're gonna try and if we can recreate this, we're gonna recreate it. Yeah, because exactly. By God, it sells tickets.
3: Right, right, and and it will, it will. That's the coolest part. Like, it is going to, it's going to sell tickets. It's going to make you pay attention, which is the best mm-hmm. part. And that's, that's what I think, and I think we've all talked about this, that's what wrestling has been missing for a long time. Uh,
2: I don't know if I need... I, I think wrestling, though, has been missing, maybe not so much a war, but good competition. You know, if you go back to the Territory days, and they didn't really, you didn't really, you know, talk but so much open public, right? So the AWA wouldn't talk but so much about the NWA publicly.
3: Right, exactly.
2: Right. And that was a different era. Hmm. You know, Vince pulled the curtain back, and uh, the Monday Night Wars took us to a different era. And now that's what we expect. Right. Not so much expect, but that's what we want. I guess that's what we want. Yeah, we want to be shocked. We want to be surprised. Yeah, especially for those that were watching way back when. You know, it was such a joy. It was so fun. Every stinking Monday night and throwing a Thursday or two. and
3: Right. Everybody loves Thunder. How could you not love Thunder?
2: Hey, don't talk about Thunder.
3: <laughs> thunder!
2: Or I'll bring up Thunder in Paradise.
3: <laughs> oh, that was the worst show ever.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, so it's fun that you're doing it. And I don't necessarily need to see one side beat the other. Right. Um, but I just need... AEW'd stick around long enough to get the next wave of talent that are that'll start that'll not start but that'll come out of contracts. So like the Briscoes, um, the Gorillas, that type of stuff. And you may really see a competition then. Yeah, Jay Lethal. You know, there's so many out there, and who knows? Maybe you know we'll cover uh, what uh, you told me earlier about Impact and R- possibly ROH. Uh, you may actually get a third competitor in there.
3: That's the third craziest legit part.
2: competitor.
3: Yeah, like we we've been okay. We we said this last week. We talked about Anthem and Access TV being a huge, huge get. For this TV deal. And it's a great time to do it. Because the way wrestling is right now. Is you've got plenty of opportunity. With what you're about to do on Access TV. You've got the women of wrestling superheroes. You've got. Hey what do you know I said it right the first time. Uh, <laughs> you've got New Japan. You've got the right talent around you. The right shows around you. The right eyes around you. To finally grow your audience. So kudos to Anthem Entertainment for sticking this out. Because that takes balls. There's no other way to say it. It just does. Because if you're going to go, and you're going to hang around, and you're going to last, you got to be gutsy. you got to do something. And I really mm-hmm. respect what they're doing. So now let's fast forward. Let's take another stronger look at this. With the rumor that <laughs> just broke this week. And uh, Don Callis, one of the folks in the know and uh, in the offices over at Impact, seems to be scoffing at it. So maybe there's no smoke where there's fire. But... Uh, Maybe there is. Apparently, in this rumor, we're looking at the possibility for... And I would have never thought I'd ever see the day where this would become a thing. Apparently, Ring of Honor, who has been struggling with ticket sales... Uh, we read in our show chat that apparently Ring of Honor is having such a difficult time with um, ticket sales that they barely moved... 200 tickets for their upcoming pay-per-view. Add to that the rumor that apparently, apparently with what we're about to see, it's impact that may be absorbing Ring of Honor. So we may actually be seeing um, a changing of the guard like no other. Something that we would have never, ever to quote Chris Jericho, ever guessed was even a possibility.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that impact would... Uh,
3: <laughs> would ab- outlast.
2: Absorb. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, not just outlast, but would absorb another company. So... May, well You know, maybe we'll get lucky, though, and uh, the NWA will have a part to play in this also. Four major companies. Oh, oh my God. God.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... With the NWA returning to Georgia, doing their television tapings in an old school style studio setting. Which you know what? If you're a company that's trying to re- reinvent yourself and bring back the fans that you wanted, that's a pretty smart way to do it. You're almost guaranteed you're almost guaranteed to create your audience again. You can create, literally manufacture a sellout crowd. And that is a yeah. brilliant mover. I mean, I think it's smart.
2: Yeah, I, I can't wait. I hope I get to watch the NWA. Um, and of course, hopefully they take a page, especially for them. I'd like to see them take a page on the impact right. the early years where they just kind of found a place, hung out at it, For a while, you know, developed a following and put on good TV.
3: Yeah. Well, and there's something to be said right now. For being able to strike while the iron's hot, the ability to make people pay attention... and and really to to make people want to see what you have to deliver. And I I was a little creeped out by Billy Corrigan when he first kind of came on the scene around Impact. I I was like, this guy just seems like the creepy old man that just wants to hang out backstage and and get something. But, no, he's got a legitimate love and proven success rate with the industry. The guy has done some work. So, I mean, you can scoff, you can make fun, you can make comments, but... We're now in a position where we might actually see not just WWE and AEW at war. You Mm can legitimately see Impact sneak in, much like ECW did back in the day. And that's what it really reminds me of, is how ECW did it. And just own it.
2: Well, here's here's the... um... Here's what's interesting. So we are fast running out of nights to air shows. Right. Mm -hmm. So. I, there is no way that I think I would put impact on Friday. Right. If I was Axis, I think I'd move some of my programming, not all, but some of it to a different night. So I would leave New Japan on and I would leave uh the women on of wrestling superheroes or whatever it is that you can't get. No I can't get.
3: <laughs> the women of wrestling super duper heroes.
2: Yeah. Glow too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh <laughs> you say glow. <laughs> um anyway, so I think I think I'd be okay with leaving them on. Right. Right, because they're different, and I think I can get away with uh, that niche audience. I don't, I don't want to put impact against SmackDown anyway, shape or form. Right, because you, you, I mean, you can't keep airing these shows at nine, ten o'clock at night, eleven o'clock for you know, then a two-hour show comes on. Right. Got Nobody's going to stay up and watch five hours of wrestling every Friday night. Right. Well, oh, no, don't get me wrong. There will be some. There will probably be a few marriages lost. Uh, there will be some that just have nothing better to do that will watch all that. But
3: well, I mean, there's hey, going to be a know, lot. Everybody likes wrestling.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But there will be a select group that won't have – Anything else to do but to watch it. Um, that's just a lot of wrestling for a Friday night. So you can't put, you know, some you have to move. You can't do Wednesday. Ah, Wednesday's booked. So then where are you going to put them? You can't do Sunday. That's pay per view night. You can't do Saturday. Saturday's pay per view night. Um,. So you got what Tuesday and Thursday.
3: Yeah.
2: Ooh. And now you gotta fit two shows in there?
3: It's a tough market.
2: Yeah. I'd almost I'd almost take my chances against Raw, I think.
3: I mean, you almost want to. If if <laughs> if you're that company, <laughs> I mean, do you really want to go in there and go head to head with the juggernaut that is AEW right now? I wouldn't.
2: No. I would not just
3: tempting fate.
2: Yep, don't want NXT. Right. Don't want anything to do with them. Um And I definitely don't want SmackDown. Because I think at least for a while, SmackDown is gonna be flash. You know, it's gonna be all flash. And it's gonna be the ooh, look at that. That's that's so pretty. And you then when what? it wears off We'll see how it does,
3: yeah, I think there's gonna be a lot of um, a lot of that initial oh wow, this is the hot thing, and it's gonna be okay, who can keep him who can keep them around the longest you know who's mm-hmm. gonna be who's gonna be the one that tells the story that keeps everybody in in tune but entertained inter- intertwined because that's mm-hmm. really gonna be what the key is.
2: Yeah, I, I mean that's you gonna have to come up with something big
3: mm-hmm.
2: on a weekly basis to to keep the all the rabid wrestling fans in check.
3: Yeah, I agree because you are gonna have to find a way to make people believe what you are selling is better. What is your mm-hmm. what is your thing? Because AEWs is gonna be wrestling. I think mm-hmm. they're gonna just provide a better wrestling show. WWE mm-hmm. is going to be drama. They've always done very well with a good dramatic storyline. That, that I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, and I think Impact is going to be that of a cruiserweight style. So if you are... You know, if you're New Japan or if you're, you know, women of wrestling superheroes... <laughs> I did it twice in one show. Twice. Um, but seriously, if that's who you are, you have the ability to create your own niche but then you're screwed because now if you screw up in your own niche you can't go anywhere else so I mean yeah. that's a tough that's a tough role I would not want that challenge that would make me uncomfortable
2: yeah it's uh, that, I think I don't know if I want to hit October yeah Um, because I, I mean literally I'm going to have to buy me a new DVR
3: <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have to find a way to make to make this seem or come out as just like, wow, this really snuck up on us kind of thing. So it's it's gonna be interesting.
2: Yeah, I gotta hate to have to tell the wife,
3: uh, guess what, honey?
2: You've gone from six hours of
3: wrestling each week to twenty, yay. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna have a lot of people that are like, uh there's going to be a lot of relationships that have some damage. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of conversations that we don't get to have because... <laughs> I'm just saying it's about to get real uncomfortable in a few households that we don't want to talk about. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's going to be like shitbox in all over again.
2: Yeah. Uh, shout out. Yeah. <laughs>
3: So okay, we we've talked about, you know, the rumor of Ring of Honor and Impact. We've talked about NXT on USA. We've talked about Kenny Omega and his comments about, you know, uh, how wrestlers that are in NXT would be opening the show for him if they were all in the same promotion. <laughs> Let's talk about some cool news. Some news that kind of caught us all by surprise this week. And I'm happy about, and I think AEW fans will be happy about, because hopefully this turns into just good news all around for AEW. And that is the return of Smiley Kylie, Kylie Ray, to the wrestling world. Which, you know, it was a huge surprise when, you know, she seemingly retired out of nowhere. There's a lot of different stories out there about why and all of that. And Brian and I were actually talking about, before we went on the air tonight, there was even some some folks from over at uh, Fightful.com, Sean Ross uh, Sap is one of them, who was really taking some unfair criticism from wrestling fans, as far as I'm concerned, where apparently wrestling media has been unsuccessful in attempting to get down to the root of the real problem or why Kylie Ray was not able to perform for a while. And, frankly, it's a little unnerving because it's not really our business. If Kylie Ray decides it's our business and wants to share it with the public, that's up to her. And I'm cool with that. I mean, I'm happy to see her come back. I want to say welcome back to the professional wrestling ring. And from the looks of Twitter, Facebook, and all of our favorite wrestling news sites, she got a tremendous reaction in coming back to the ring. Uh, She wrestled at... Freelance Wrestling, last night she was subbing in for uh, Shotzi Blackheart and she was able to pick up the victory over Isaiah Velasquez. So, not only did she come back, not only did she get a tremendous response but she won an intergender match. It's a pretty good way to come back.
2: Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, I also agree that until she wants it to be her business, it ain't none of your business.
3: Exactly, exactly. Sure. Yeah, so I mean, leave it alone. Yeah, I I understand the curiosity. It's it's not something we've not ever had before. But at the same time, you're absolutely right. If they want us to know, they'll tell us. Until then, eh, not so much.
2: <laughs> That's right. It ain't none of your business.
3: Yep. Yeah.
2: Uh, um. Yeah, so I'm glad she's back. Hopefully we'll get more than uh, a one-off.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Hopefully uh, she will return to the ring uh, in a full-time basis. Why she may have left AEW, why she may have thought she wanted to leave um, the wrestling world,
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's on her. Um, I did see the her entrance. I have not seen the match yet. Um, I'm not sure if I can find the match. I did, again, see her entrance, and I don't think she missed a step. I think the crowd loved her. Um, I think all the crowds will love her.
3: Yeah, I agree.
2: Um, she's just got that personality, you know, that little smiley and bubbling type personality.
3: So... Um, we go from a great return and, and a huge congratulations to something that just made me scratch my head, and this is something that was from uh, a football game today, actually. Here we go, breaking rule number 512 again. Um, over at the Minnesota Vikings game, Ray Mysterio was in attendance in his uh, complete gear, so he had his uh, had his mask on, and uh, Brian, do you, have you heard this sound bite yet?
2: Uh no, I haven't heard a soundbite. I did see a picture of him yeah. uh in the stands.
3: Let me turn this up. I'm gonna play this for everybody to hear. And of course this is courtesy of Fox Sports from the uh, Minnesota Vikings game today. And Ray, he's here,
1: look at him. He's in his uh he's in his mask. He's like a luchador, this is like a Nacho Libre.
3: Nacho Libre. Nacho freaking Libre. You know, this is the problem with uh with a company like Fox. They're literally giving WWE millions of dollars. Millions. And in my opinion, now, am I offended? No. But do I consider it disrespectful? Absolutely. Because you're paying money for this company to come on your network, and now during a NFL broadcast, you're making fun of Rey Mysterio, comparing him to Nacho Libre. Come on. That's just stupid. Why do you
2: Mm um, got it i mean i would really hope to think that he wasn't making fun of him he was just doesn't know no better but you're probably right he probably was uh making fun but would you expect fox to be like uh yeah we need to educate all these people
3: no, no, and that's that's the, that's the kind of the saddest part of it is you would think in this day and age they would start learning from past mistakes and start educating their people. Hey, guys, <laughs> coming up real soon on our own networks? Yeah, it's this big company called WWE, and we're going to be paying them millions of dollars. So let's make sure we welcome them. Just an yeah. idea. Instead, you've basically taken one of their biggest stars— and I wouldn't say humiliated, but you've definitely disrespected him. And, and it's just an attempt at cheap comedy is really what it is.
2: Uh, yeah, I'll agree it's attempt. Um, but you know I don't, I don't I think the WWE can probably rival the NFL, not so much in money. But in uh, fandom, Mm -hmm. if that's the word, Um, you know, the the amount of fans they have around the world, they may even surpass them. I mean, look at how many times they put on there about how they have more Twitter followers than what the NFL, the NBA, the uh, uh, baseball. So, um, but I bet you there will be a letter soon.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to be one of those things where, because it's all over Twitter. I didn't see the Minnesota game today. I, I was spending most of my time with the kids this afternoon, just kind of following scores as they, you know, scrolled across my phone. But at the same time, you know, I log into Twitter every now and again, and I see that, and I'm like, what in the world? Because – Okay, you know, I get it. If it was like, well, you know what? No, I wouldn't say that. So here's the thing. This also happened over during the Major League Baseball when Braun Strowman was in the booth talking about WWE coming to Fox. So Keith Oberman, a well-respected and well-known sportscaster from ESPN and many other places, decides to come in there and says, WWE on Major League Baseball, give me a break. Basically complaining that WWE's in the booth. uh,
2: I mean, I think you gave probably Keith Oberman a lot bigger um, kudos than I would. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay. I mean, literally... Uh, if if I want to hear about baseball or sports or anything else, mm-hmm. I really don't think I'm going to Keith Oberman. Um,
3: I, I just find it interesting that these guys haven't learned their lesson from like 10 years ago. Because it was, well, about 20 years ago when WWE was steadily thumping everybody in the ratings. Everybody. Except maybe the NFL. And everybody was eating crow because everybody wanted them on their network. NBC, one of them on Saturday Night Live, Fox Sports and ESPN, one of them to guest star and do different things. But now it's okay to take shots again. Why?
2: Like, well, I, don't, I, don't, I mean,
3: it's weird. I,
2: I don't think it's okay. Again, I don't think the memo's out yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. don't think they're going to understand what the WWE is going to bring to the family. Yeah. I'll lay money, you'll find an internal memo sooner or later about, well, I don't want to hear this crap no more.
3: Right, right.
2: Because not only is that little... To me, that comment could very well be considered racist also. Very Um, much so. But... I just... uh, that's I mean, it definitely stupid.
3: tiptoes on that line. You know what I mean? Like it's, I would, I, I don't know that I would say that they were attempting to sound racist, but it definitely could be portrayed like that. If I'm Ray yeah, Mysterio, I, I might take it like that.
2: Yeah. I, again, I'm not saying they were. I'm right. just saying the 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 tone of it mm-hmm. could very well be taken that way, especially in today's um, modern world.
0: Yeah.
3: And we've we, we fully noticed that we're in a different day and age now. I mean, during the 90s and even the 80s, commentary like that probably would have been laughed at and that would have been it. Mm-hmm. But we're in a different time. People are much more sensitive. Again, from a perspective of am I offended by it personally? No, but I feel like it's just it's a poor look. For a company that's bringing on, (laughs) you know, here's a guy who's a great example of what this show has to offer in glitz and glamour and appeal and athleticism and just overall fan support. And let's not forget that Rey Mysterio is known worldwide. So forget WWE for a second. The guy is literally well known everywhere he goes. And it was before he ever really made it big on TV.
2: um, Who'd uh, Minnesota play today?
3: Uh, let's take a look here. Let me pull up the schedule. The schedule. Oh, hey, look, I was just still, I had the, uh, the score pulled up for the old, uh, Carolina game. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Had to say, hey, 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 it's our first win all year. Give me a break. Uh, let's see here. Minnesota. Uh, it was the Raiders and the Vikings.
2: Ooh, I wonder if he's a Raiders fan.
3: Hmm. Well, the good news is, the good news is that, you know, because it's the Raiders and the Vikings, you only had about 12 people watching. So, Oh, stop it. <laughs> what? Well, oh, is that insulting now? Oh, I'm so sorry. I guess if we're not the Patriots, we can't talk about them, huh?
2: I didn't say that. I'm just saying there was probably more than 12 people there.
3: Oh, in, in, in attendance, yes. Watching on television was really what I was talking about. Oh. I mean, come on. Who watches well, that, the Vikings you... play?
2: They, uh, they got they got fans. Okay. Probably right. more than mine. Don't say it. I'm invoking. Don't I'm invoking,
3: you
2: say it. <laughs> I'm invoking the no football clause again.
3: Oh, oh wow. We're back to the, the rules. <laughs> we're back.
2: Before things get said.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we haven't talked about the Skins and Cowboys. It's not like we brought that up.
2: Yeah, but nobody expected them to win. Uh,
3: You know, I would have been really happy, honestly, just to see that victory. I'm tired of hearing about the Cowboys already.
2: But (sighs) I do know our quarterback doesn't dress like uh, somebody else.
3: Well, I don't think I think that's true for all NFL quarterbacks except for one guy.
2: <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying.
3: So there's Cameron, there's Cam Camille. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, I think I think you might be onto something. Cam Newton may have <laughs> multiple personality syndrome. <laughs> somebody, somebody check him. <laughs> yes. Somebody need, just somebody call Cam, please. Can someone call Cam? Just hey Cam, we just want to check in, make sure you're doing okay. We know you had a tough time. You saw Alan. Alan do really well. I know that might have hurt your feelings. You know, we don't want you to show up in a dress tomorrow. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But we want to know which Cam Newton we're getting. Are we getting Camille? Are we getting Cam? Oh,
2: man. Good job. Talk about your own team. Hey, I
3: mean, I have to recognize what it is. I mean. I, but in my defense, I've been saying for at least two seasons now that Cam's nearing the end. That they got to find somebody to fill in that gap, and hopefully, I'm raising my hands to the football gods, hopefully, Kyle All- Kyle Allen. I got to learn to say his name now. Kyle <laughs> Allen is hopefully that answer. Um,
2: Just call him Smiley Kyle.
3: <laughs> hey, Smiley Kyle. Thank you,
2: Smiley Kyle.
3: As long as he doesn't do like uh uh Kirk cousin and and do like the you like that crap in the locker room I don't care <laughs> he was weird. or did Gus Farratt and smash his head into a goal post
2: <laughs> anyway.
3: so um uh, I, mean, I
2: well, think you're jealous of the Redskin quarterbacks they've had, I think you have some weird fascination with them
3: well you well, like I, them last season. I will say that I was very impressed with what Alex Smith was doing. I really was.
2: I miss you,
3: Alex. (laughs) You know, I mean, it was damn sad to see him get hurt. Hopefully his recovery is going well. I do want to see him come back. I want to see what he has to offer because, honestly, between him and having Adrian Peterson, I think that was the the best chance the Redskins had in a while. And we've got something that we can look at. Here's the folks that live in this area that at least doesn't make uh, sports talk radio sound like funeral radio for the drive to work.
2: Are you in North Carolina? No, I'm just kidding. All right, that's it.
3: <laughs> Get off of football. Uh-huh. We're done. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we've got next up on the docket, next up on the schedule, we've got, of course, NXT on USA comes back this week on the 25th. It's going to be the first hour on USA Network. It's going to be 9 o'clock. It's going to be 9 o'clock on the network till 10 o'clock. So, interesting to see how that lays out. We've got after that, of course, October 2nd is when both NXT and AEW are going head-to-head for the full two hours. And mm-hmm. we will indeed be in attendance at the October 2nd debut of All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. The show is called Dynamite. Dynamite. Now, which okay, we will. If they get, Jimmy I can confirm
2: to too, do though. that. I'm in. <laughs> I can confirm too, though, that we are going to get to see finally one Kenneth Omega live and in person.
3: That is going to be awesome. But which yes. Kenny Omega do we get to see? Have you been watching Being the Elite?
2: Uh, the I haven't watched
3: al- uh, lately. So the Road to AEW on TNT, the Road to Dynamite, I guess is what they're going to call it next. And Being the Elite, Kenny Omega has been really—how uh, do I describe this? He's—he's um, he's unhinged, dude. He's not doing well. He's drunk. He's upset he's i think his losing streak is starting to get to him a little bit you know he was uh, he did this like you know they do bte mailbag you've seen that right mhm mhm so last week they didn't even have a question for him there wasn't even a letter for kenny he just had a video and he's in a he's in a tux it looked like but he was drunk and just mm-hmm. i barely understand what he was saying saying how he does the people need him he doesn't need them and all that jazz then this week, Kenny Omega does another segment on BTE Mailbag. Again, <laughs> he didn't have a question for him; <laughs> just a random video. And this time, this time when we're looking at what he's doing, it's he's he's fine, right? He's okay. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, the camera kind of cuts off, like they're done, mm-hmm. and he's like. Well, you know, I'm I'm just fine, and all of a sudden it's drunk Kenny again. So I don't understand <laughs> what's happening here.
2: I don't think he's really drunk Kenny. he I mean, could be, but I hope not. Uh, he's probably just sad. You know, people get sad sometimes. Would you get sad? He ain't never been sad. No. Mhm. People get sad, Sam. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he is drunk with sadness. If, you, if that's even possible.
3: Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, maybe it's a thing where. Maybe it's a thing where he's just trying to recover.
0: Mhm.
3: I don't know. Or I'm maybe I don't think he's okay. What? I don't think. Maybe
2: okay. you're finally going to get your wish. What's that? And what are these guys that are going to you want to turn bad are going to finally turn bad? Yes,
3: Kenny Omega heel turn. <laughs> Woohoo! Does that even matter anymore? <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, for them. Supposedly that'll that'll count for them. Stuff like that. Remember?
3: Hey. Wins losses count. That's right. Now, do you want to see Cody Rhodes beat Chris Jericho? Uh,
2: I want to see Kenny beat Chris Jericho.
3: Well, I mean, okay, I I do too. But for me, if they put Kenny as the champion, like right now, let's just say Kenny somehow gets a title shot. Mm-hmm. You're the only guy that right now should beat him is Pac. I'm sorry. Um, I apologize. I just violated the rules. Um, On quarter to quarter, we do not refer to Pac as Pac. He is only known as the Bastard. (laughs) My apologies. Bastard. But that's, to me, that's the only guy that beats him. The Bastard is the champ. I think he should be the one that beats Jericho.
2: Yeah, but how did we even get him to Jericho?
3: So he's going to have to go through Page. And in much like how Omega and, and the bastard went at it and uh-huh. Omega got caught and got choked out, I think that's what'll happen to Paige. <clears throat> I think we're on the I think we're on the crux of seeing both Paige and Kenny both lose it. Apparently with Kenny it's a lot closer than we think, but with Adam Page I think he's just as close. And I think we might actually see that that like horseman esque faction where we've got Kenny, we've got Paige, and we've got Spears. Uh
2: hmm. Paige, Spears, and Omega. Mm-hmm. Who I'm just I'm just it, it's like uh we if we were at like a wine tasting
3: You're letting it it swirl around. You're trying to see. Yeah, I'm
2: letting that swirl. Um, With Tully Blanchard in their corner, that could be quite interesting. Uh, It will be interesting to see if Kenny is indeed starting to go down the dark
3: path, the dark side. Somebody has told Kenny to execute Order Sixty Six.
2: Before the dog times. Before <laughs> Omega.
3: <laughs> before the cleanup. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yep, there it There, is. There's, that'll be a t-shirt one day. It's and, happening. Yep, it'll yeah. sell out around the world and we'll be like, yep, now AEW's ripping us off.
3: Well, there you go. <laughs> Everybody else has. Might as well be them too. Mm-hmm. WWE did it. WCW oh, did it. Sh- Damn them. <sighs> curses. Ah! <laughs> Can we do that for Vince? Is that what we do <laughs> Vince. I mean, he's got us enough times. So I think we've earned the right to just <laughs> let the man have it. I'm just saying.
2: I mean, he should at least put us on payroll for a hot week or something. Well, All I right, mean, what else you got in there? Hey, as Braun Strowman is shaking by your ankles, <laughs> you got you got thoughts
3: in that head. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Suddenly, Braun Strowman has become Andre the Giant. <coughs> Hello? You make faults in that head? <laughs> so, hey, oh, this is interesting. So, apparently, Lacey Uh-oh. Evans got a speeding ticket while in Canada. And. Uh, oh,
2: yeah, I saw that.
3: <laughs> so this is directly from Lacey Evans's uh, Twitter account. She apparently got a speeding ticket, and uh, she apparently stays in nasty form the entire time. Let me uh, let me play this for the folks at home. Let's see. You right now? That's not a citation, is it? No, it's a violation ticket for speeding, Casey, right? do you know do you know
0: who I am? Well, I'm Lacey Evans, and I do not rate that ticket, so you can so go it's ahead. Lacey Evans. I'm WWE Superstar, and you should know exactly who I am.
1: You've got, the got to be paid. kidding
0: me. Yeah, so. You nasty thing, I'll pay the ticket. <laughs> okay, well, <I'll> pay. <laughs> well, don't you have a terrible day, sir? Canada is terrible, and I can't wait to get back. Well,
2: welcome Denver. You. Oh. To <laughs> Did he said, Denver.
3: Ed- <laughs> he said, Welcome to Edmonton. Oh. <laughs> He oh, should have been man. like Alberta.
0: <laughs>
3: Calgary. Alberta, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Landstorm, uh, sure,
2: right? Yeah, that's kinda that's kinda cool.
3: Oh wow. So a report from Canadian T V news states the incident was not staged. Oh wow. Okay. So we're going with that. I will say this in the in the video, the cop mm-hmm. is smiling and laughing while she's saying it.
2: Oh uh, yeah, I I really, I don't, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe maybe, she's old school in the fact that she she lives, you know, 24-7, you know, even if she went down to local Arby's, she's still, you know, playing the nasty card or whatever, but I would hope that would be um, a little bit of jest.
3: I hope so. <laughs> I sure hope so. He does say at one point, Lacey, right? So... I don't know. <laughs> I give him credit for trying to make it work. <laughs> give, give Canadian TV News credit for trying to say it wasn't staged. I appreciate that. <laughs> Much like the uh, mysterious disappearing AEW world title. Yeah, that wasn't staged. Yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> hey, I'm still not buying that one.
3: <laughs> to quote Tony Schiavone, it's a work! I'm just saying. How cool well, is was to see that. Him, I was going to say, how cool is it to see him back on TV?
2: Yeah, did you did you see the little uh YouTube video that uh he put out for the card on the first or on the second?
3: No, I'll have to check this out Well, since we've got the magic of uh, audio now <laughs> Isn't that cool? Um, let's find it.
2: Yeah, it uh, Tony Shivani. Has a very uh old school uh, feel to it, almost like an event center. I
3: I love watching Tony Shavani just do what he does, just because he's so genuine. Like mm. he's just—you he, don't really have a lot of those guys. So I I don't know. I I dig Tony Shavani.
2: Yeah, I like Tony tongue,
3: too, if you will.
2: So he's uh, I mean, he's been around for God forever. I mean, I cut my teeth on him watching uh, NWA.
3: Well, and he was... The
2: Crockett.
3: Between him and Gordon Soley, those were my two favorite WCW guys until Jim Ross really got
0: involved. Mm-hmm.
3: Like, it was awesome watching them. And, I mean, Gordon Soley's always going to be a favorite of mine. I mean, he was the one that, between him and Gor- uh, Gorilla Monsoon, when they sat mm-hmm. down at the desk, they were very specific with what body part was being impacted why this move hurts, why this impact is so severe. Like, Shivani and Jim Ross always had a great way of telling the backstory of a wrestler so that you understood who the character was. And so they worked really well with guys like Gorilla and Gordon Sully. It was always a great mix.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. So they, but, yeah, I mean, I just... Every Saturday, it was Tony Shivani... And uh, David Crockett. I loved it.
3: I can remember a time when I was growing up, and my older brother was a huge Lex Luger fan. And when he was in the Marine Corps, Luger used to do all sorts of stuff for the USO. And I can remember him telling me, man, he's so great. I love watching him on WCW and NWA. And I'm like, who the hell is Lex Luger? Because I was a huge WWF guy. Like, I was a Hulk Hogan fanatic when I was a kid. Ultimate Warrior uh, the Rockers, you know, all of that. So, when I got introduced to, like, NWA and WCW, it was at the end of the Crockett run. So, mm-hmm. it was kind of in that transition phase between Crockett and, um, was it Heard that came after Crockett?
2: Uh, well, no, Heard was only, like, a, uh, uh, not general manager, but commissioner or whatever. Yeah. It was... Because it went from Crockett to Turner Mm -hmm. as far as the sale of the company. Right. But the, um, commissioner, Mm -hmm. I think Heard was, uh, after, um, I think Heard was next, yeah. Heard was, like, right before, no, maybe he was there during, uh, Turner. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly. Um... That was so long ago. I think he was there for while Turner was there.
3: Yeah, I think you're right. I think he was. Yeah. That's why I always like hearing about, like, when you and Rob talk about, you know, the Crockett's and NWA, you guys have a much more of a a real and and true vision of it and impression of it, whereas everything I saw was all after the fact. So, like, I remember – the Magnum TA and Tully Blanchard I Quit match, but I saw it three years after it happened. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I saw it on a, I think it was a best of Starcade match, or or Mm -hmm. VHS that I had.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: It was my first exposure really to how that match went down and the history between the two, and that was where I really learned about who Magnum TA was. But by the time I saw it, Magnum TA had already been in his uh, horrible accident. Right. So it was like God I wish I could have seen like in the moment. No, I had yeah. to get the shockmaster. Nah, that's what I got. <laughs> I got the shockmaster.
2: Uh there's no doubt that uh if Magnum had never been in that accident, yeah the face of wrestling as you know it today would have been completely different. And I mean like completely different.
3: I think I think that, because, I mean, even Flair said that he was going to be his guy. That was the go-to. That was who Flair was going to give the belt to. It wasn't going to mm-hmm. be Sting. It wasn't going to be Luger. It was going to be Magnum TA. And th- to hear that and to really think about it and to watch Magnum TA back then, I mean, he had – because, remember, he used to do the promos with Dusty and the fur coats. I mean, oh. he did all that stuff.
2: Yeah, but the the fur coats – it uh, didn't happen often, and it was more to, you know, kind of poke fun at Flair in them. Um, but I mean, he was definitely, you know, the what was coming next. He was the South Hulk Hogan.
3: <laughs> he definitely was, and he would have been. I think he would have been the guy to if if they if he had not been in that car accident. I think. He could have been that guy to bring them to kind of a battle with WWF at the time, much earlier than we ever saw.
2: Uh, Well, it would have been a a different battle.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Because, uh, I mean, their roster at that time was every bit as strong, if not stronger, than the WWE's. Yeah. Um, I mean, pound for pound, they put out just as many Hall of Famers during that era as the WWE did.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, from the Rock and Roll Express uh, to the Horsemen to the Russians, the Midnight Express, uh, both versions if you want to. Um, you know, they were no slouch when it comes to talent. Um the Varsity Club, uh, the different versions of them. Don't forget, you know, they had Mean Mark first. They had Psycho Sid first. Um, yeah, I mean, it would have been, it could have been completely different as far as, uh, you know, had Magnum not gotten hurt to see what he could have done on a national scale with that title.
3: Could you have could you have seen Magnum TA, from from what you knew, could Magnum TA have transitioned into, like, a star on Nitro, you think? The way, uh... kind of the way that Flair did? I mean, hopefully he would have been treated better than Flair at that point, but, you know, the way that Flair was able to transition from, because WCW was really great in syndication, and they had edits that they were able to do, and Clash of Champions at pay-per-view was really the only live time you had. But Flair, when it came to Flair being on Nitro, we got so many awesome promos that were just off the cuff. His matches were good. I mean, with pretty much everyone. So with Magnum T A, could he have transitioned?
2: Yeah, but I so I don't I don't know if you get that far. Oh yeah. Because again, if 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 you give it to Magnum, right, and Magnum pushes your business. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's say he does become the next Hulk Hogan. Right. Right. And they start generating a money. And, you know, they're all around the U.S. And, I mean, everything is going. It's a golden age for the NWA. Mm hmm. They probably don't change their business model.
3: So maybe they never they go probably... to Disney. Maybe they never go to TNT.
2: Oh, yeah, because they, they wouldn't have to go to Disney. Mm-hmm. They they would still be touring um you know the stadiums and I won't say like the high schools, but they probably would have moved up to the bigger stadiums, but that's what they'd be doing. Um that's what they would know. You'd get the two hour um, two hour Saturday night show still. But I mean you'd have Saturday morning You'd have a show. You'd have uh, Saturday midnight. You'd have a show. Right. Um, You may. They may have convinced Crockett to. Oh, I forget. Saturday evening, six oh five. I mean, Saturday would be nothing but the NWA. And I just, I don't know. I don't. If Crockett's in charge, I don't know if they go to Monday.
3: They might not have had to, if they had started to make money in the time frame that they were at. If they were making money with WCW Saturday Night the way they did, or the way they could, I mean, yeah, that could have completely changed how the whole game is played.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, now again, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Uh, I just think they they may not have had the need or the want, I guess would be better. The want to do Monday. Because uh again they hadn't done Monday before then. Right. So they may not uh they may not have felt the need to do Monday after. Cuz it used to be, I mean it used to they used to do these dirty little tricks that the WWE never did. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, where, you know, oh, my God, we got to go. We're out of time. And when when the fans believed in not so much the product, but the talent like they used to. I mean, because I'm not kidding you. The NWA was legitimate rock stars down in the South. And um, you don't believe me, you can ask any of them that were uh, down in the Crockett area. I mean, they were legit uh, rock stars. I think the Rock and Roll Express has even said it. Um, hold on, I lost my train of thought here. Um, anyway, so the... You put mag, you give Magnum TA that title, and God, I, I'm telling you the 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 businesses, not the businesses, but the stadiums, will, they'll sell out like nobody's business. And if you move up, so you go from, you know, the the medium sized stadiums to the big stadiums, oh, I bet you they're making money hand over fist, and it all be because of one smart move.
3: Well, and I think that that's the coolest part. And, and we, we talk about, you know, like right now we're talking about the Monday Night War or the Wednesday Night War, so to speak. And all of these different pieces that never would have taken place if we had never had the Monday Night War. Well, if Magnum T.A. and the Crockett's stick around, maybe we never maybe we never see any of that. So it's interesting. It's interesting to talk about, but it's only because of the things that we have now that we can look back and go, wow, how would the entire business change if they had gone this direction or if they would provided this guy? I always love those hypotheticals. Those are always my favorite conversations we have because it's literally just endless.
2: Right. And, I mean, it's fun to, you know, having uh, history on your side Mm -hmm. so you know how it happened how it ends up, but it's right. always fun to be like, uh, well, let's, let's go down this rabbit hole and see what happens.
3: Yeah. And, um, and, and I think, um, you know, and we've talked about it before, as far as like when we, we came back from our season premiere here, you know, we want to do that more often with, with our shows and just kind of stick to what we have, honestly, with what we had the most fun with, but what I feel like has gotten us the most traction It's not just the news and comment, although, hey, if there's news, we should respect it and talk about it, but it's the hypothetical. It's the conversation of what if this and what if that.
2: I'm down to talk about whatever.
3: That's right. It's wrestling, (laughs) y'all. See, we can say that, Mm. because we like wrestling.
2: Mm. No? Okay. I don't know if we can say wrestling.
3: Wrestling. It is wrestling. Wrestling.
2: Wrestling. The marquee says wrestling.
3: As they say at the shows, it always gets on my nerves. Wrestling at the middle of like nothing happening. Mm-hmm. Dorks, get a grumpy. You're just
2: a, you're just hateful, dude.
3: I know. I'm a grumpy old man. What can I say? S- September happens every year, and when it does, I get all sad and grumpy. It's, just, you know, it's a sad time.
2: Grumpy, being. Mr. Grumpy.
3: Oh, man. You know, eventually Rob will be back with us. I promise you. Rob's just been away doing some stuff for his for his work. So uh, he'll be back with us most likely next weekend, maybe the weekend after. I know he's got some work stuff going on, and I don't even know if he's going to be in town next week. So I guess i <laughs> take that back. But I promise you, eventually Rob will come back. He's not in trouble. We didn't get rid of him. We didn't kick him off. As a matter of fact, we ask every week, and he's got something going on. Okay, man. Live. <laughs> Lies in deceit. He's really kicking back. You're so drunk Martin
2: with Rides. power. Who me? Keep kicking them off. I, I would
3: never do that, ever. I've only fired one co-host, ever.
2: That was Rob. No, was I don't know one. why you keep lying to
3: the public. <laughs> oh, Wow. So he gets the the dubious honor with Smart Rage. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Rob can't uh, be Smart Rage. You actually it named it. Happen. You can't. You can't just
2: like willy-nilly put that stuff out on the air.
3: <laughs> it's not Beetlejuice, right?
2: <laughs> HR ha- would probably have something to say about that.
3: I'll get a text message. Don't even think it won't happen. We'll call from there, and my phone will ding. Hey, brother, what's going on? Damn it. Uh, I
2: don't I don't think HR sounds like Hulk Hogan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm talking about Beetlejuice. I'm not talking oh. about... <laughs> it's just, he has an uncanny knack. For any time he's mentioned, and it's not just us. Like if if over the folks over on the Beyond Ringside mention him, he who Beetlejuice? Yes, dude. I I'm not kidding. My I guarantee you tonight we're gonna sign off because it's a couple minutes uh-huh. from now. We're gonna sign off, and then he's gonna text me. Hey man, what's going on? Now he's <laughs> now he's a Southern boy, you know, because I got, I got my range with them impressions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning my phone off. Anyway, we will be back next week to talk about NXT on USA Episode 2. We'll see how that rocks and rolls. We've got a lot more information to cover. Uh, Don't forget that Hell in the Cell, October 6th, so right after... AEW's debut on TNT. We've got NXT going head-to-head with them. And Hell in the Cell coming up on the 6th. And then, after that, AEW's next pay-per-view, which is called Full Gear. And, Brian, that's coming to us from Baltimore, Maryland. Are we going to have to try to make a trip? Mm. I know you're not a Baltimore guy.
2: Well, we're going to have to play that by ear.
3: I mean, hey, we see it on the 2nd of October. Maybe we see it on the 9th of November. I'm not saying, but I'm saying.
2: Yeah, I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Yeah. Makes no sense.
3: Right, because that's what I do. I make no sense.
2: I know. I know. (laughs) You try, though. That's the main thing.
3: You got to put the old college try for it. That's all that matters. What do you
2: know about college try? You can't just spell college.
3: Uh, yeah, CO, said it. Uh, and spiracy <laughs> Oh, wait. That's, that's not, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> hey, congratulations for EC3 winning his third 24-7 championship over the weekend. Uh, sadly, he lost it. Back to our truth. But that's just how the 24-7 game is played, I guess. Oh, boy. That's so, it. Yep. So that's going to do it for us for this week. Let's go ahead and wrap up. You can follow Rob on the Twitter at C 2 c Rob Hefner on Facebook, and rdhuwp on Instagram. You can catch me at Stan Grub on Twitter, Stan Grub on Facebook, Stan Grub on Instagram. The show can be found at C2C Radio Show on Twitter, c 2 cradioshowcom dot com. That's right, where you're listening to us right now. Make sure you check us out as we update the page. I try to update it every couple of days as news happens. Um, and then, of course, Brian, you're thinking next week for the crate? Uh,
2: yeah, I think it's in between uh, tomorrow and the 26th, depending on my mail carrier.
3: Sweet. So we will definitely have updated images on the uh, on the page. We'll, uh, you'll notice with Brian's page right now, we've got it set up where it's just kind of... It's Brian's corner. And Brian can do what Brian wants to do. If he tells me he wants to p- put pictures up on there, we're going to put his pictures up on there. If he's got something to say and he wants to write it down, we'll let him write it down and I'll throw it up on there too. I'm considering putting some archives on there as far as some of the written stuff that I've done. I don't want to bore anybody to tears. I know it's all old stuff, but... I've thought about that. So if you guys get a chance, head to the webpage, go to contact us, and send us your feedback. There's a chance there that you can send us an idea for the show. If you want to be a guest on the show and come talk with us, we'll be happy to sit down with you. Or hey, if you want to bring us to your promotion, if you want to bring the C2C crew to your promotion to hang out and make fun of you, we'll be happy to do that. We'll do that and we'll get paid for it. It's the best thing you could ever ask for. And hey, if you want to collaborate with us, of course, you can do that too. But it's all right there on the Contact Us page. Um, but hey, thank you so much for the positive responses we're seeing. The traffic on our website is tremendous. And you guys have been nothing but great. Our show's getting downloaded, our website is getting great traffic. I can't say enough cool stuff about it. Before we go, oh my God.
2: Just, what? You sound like one of them guys. Oh my God!
3: One of them hey guys?
2: you guys are you guys love us?
3: They like us. Just, they really just leave alone.
2: Nobody wants to hear from you. I don't know, man. If it's you're good. not talking wrestling, nobody wants to hear from you. You're
3: probably right. Well, I guess I don't have to give uh, Brian any kind of hey follow Brian if, he, if nobody wants to hear that from us, right?
2: That's part of the contract.
3: Uh, it, do you know, it or did,
2: HR's calling.
3: We did have. <laughs> We did have, you know, a few HR scary moments, so we don't want to have those happen too many times. So, of course, you can find Brian on uh, on Twitter at strcp21, and you can also catch up with him, Brian Taylor on Facebook, and that's it. That's where you can find him.
2: Yeah, pretty simple.
3: <laughs> we try to keep it simple around. But that's gonna do it for us here at the Corner to Corner Show. We want to thank you again for listening, and we will see you next Sunday, same bat time, same bat channel. And we out of here. Uh, I
2: don't think you can do that either.
3: Wait, is that another HR call?
2: Uh, yeah, that's that's probably Warner Brothers.
3: Damn it! Well, hey, we can yeah. finally get our foot in the door over there too.
2: That might sting. Yeah, all right, fuck. And not the man.
3: And Thanks Gabe. We'll see you next time. Goose See ya